0: Well, good day and welcome to The Extras. My name is Mike. And I'm Sam. And we are delighted that you've tuned in again for another episode, helping us to lay some foundations to understand the wonderful Book of Romans. And while we're talking tuning in, I mean, that,
1: that's, that's some, some good new tunes we got going there. <laughs>
0: hey, that was very vibey. Yeah. What, what inspired this, Sam?
1: I mean, we, we used, for, for the first little while we've been using some sort of royalty-free but free music and, and generally the, 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 the sort of options are limited <laughs> when, when you're wanting royalty-free and free music. Um, and uh, So we've,
0: we've splashed out some money, haven't look, we? Splashed uh, the cash?
1: A, a whole $17, I think. We, wow. we, we've, we've decided the extras has got this far. Um, And when when we started, we we weren't sure how far we were going to get, but here we are, and uh, we thought, look, let's actually get some some music that hopefully is, you know, a little bit more. Yeah, we want you to feel like, hooray the extras.
0: So we hope you're feeling uplifted and excited and vibey. Give us a like if you're (laughs) you're feeling hooray. (laughs) Loving the music. (laughs) Hey Sam, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to give people some tools um, to help uh, read Romans Knowing that it's a big Daunting But yet wonderful Part of scripture Yeah uh, So kind of episode one We looked at the Who To whom uh, When And why Of the book of Romans And then Last episode We looked at Three really important themes That are yeah. going to help us And so we looked at the, the The gospel of God The righteousness of God And faith Yeah that's it Um, Today we want to take a slightly different angle, Uh, again, we're still trying to just help us to read Romans for ourselves, Uh, and so we're going to kind of uh, think what is Romans like as a whole, and perhaps why do we find it so daunting? Um, Yeah, can you help us out there? Well, part of the issue is the length of the book. Yes. Um,
1: Yes. It's not the longest book in the New Testament, certainly the the Gospels themselves are longer, but as far as letters goes, Romans and Hebrews really are um, on, the, on the longer end of things. Yeah. And uh, that just presents a, a, a sort of a challenge, um, especially if you're not a keen reader. Yeah. Um, and, and some of us aren't. And that, that's okay at one level. And yet, part of the way that God has given us His revelation... Um, is, is in written documents in, in the Word of God. And so we do have to sort of learn to, to read and push ourselves. Part of the reason Christians have loved education yes. um, is yes. because we want to help people to to read so that they can read things like the Book of Romans. And so that's part of the challenge is the length. Um, but also the fact that Romans really is one long, sustained argument. Um, and, and that's challenging in the sense that you have to keep lots of ideas in your mind because it's a it's a cascading and a building argument it's a sustained argument rather than sort of 16 standalone chapters if that makes sense
0: so you're saying almost for 16 chapters paul's got this argument that just kind of keeps building and building and building and and, mm. and, and actually if i if i want to understand you know any chapter in romans let's let me just pull out a chapter chapter 10 yes um i i really need to kind of keep a grasp of one to nine in my head for for chapter ten to make sense is that, is that the idea?
1: I think that's right, and um, and I mean we're not completely unfamiliar with this idea. Um, it's kind of a little bit, not too close, but a little bit like how TV shows work. Um, if you're watching a, a you know a sixteen or twenty episode season of a TV show, um, you can appreciate each episode on its own, and yep. yet more often than not, the best TV shows are those ones that have a story arc that is running through them. And they'll help you with this. You know, if you haven't watched for a little while, they'll give you, you know, a previously on Suits or previously on Homeland or whatever it is that you're sort of working through. And you'll kind of... Um. Yeah. You know, here's what's happened on Stranger Things, and uh, you'll they'll point you back to significant things that have happened already. That unless you've got them in mind, tonight's episode won't make a whole lot of sense, or won't make you won't get the full value yeah, out yeah, of yeah. it. You, you might still appreciate it, yes. but, but it's part of a bigger story yeah. and a bigger argument, if you like, it's not so much an argument on a TV show, but there is an arc and and so it is with Romans there's a there's a story weaved through it or, or in this case a, a sustained um, sort of uh, logical argument going through it that you need to keep going back to a previously on Romans, but but here's where it's different to a TV show, with a TV show you don't know what's coming next, in fact you don't want to because you don't want a spoiler alert <laughs> yes. um, whereas with, with the Bible we, we've got the thing in its finished form and, and we can read it once the whole way through and that's that's a good thing to do and, and yes. I encourage you to do that. But also we can then, once we've read the whole thing through, we can go back and um, sort of dissect the parts nice. along the way.
0: Yeah. And, and sometimes, even with Bible reading in general, it is good to go big picture and read multiple chapters and then at other times it is good to go small picture and do the real fine detail work that's and so right. for help us to understand Romans it'll be good if we can can do both that's that right
1: and so we want to help you with that in two ways um, this episode is one of those ways we want to try and paint for you a bit of a picture of where chapters one to four go it's sort of the first part of the climb of the mountain if okay. that makes sense we're going yeah. to the first summit <laughs> lovely something like that yep. um, there's, there's more to come and we'll pick up on that in years to come uh, but we want to sort of take you up the first summit in, in outline form. We're also going to try and do something like that in the first talk on the first Sunday. Um, so we'll, we'll give an overview sermon on um, the first week of Turn 3. And so keep keep an eye for that. Because, again, we, we just want to keep reiterating that whatever part we're dealing with as we go, it, it is in
0: light of the whole. Yeah, fits in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, mate, i uh, love to help, hear your help I'll have your help uh, in terms of how does the argument of chapters one to four work in mm. the book of Romans, mate?
1: Well, uh, I mean, it may help if you're listening, if you've got a Bible there, that yeah. that, that might help you to kind of follow along with where we're going to go. Um, we're also going to try and put together a little visual re- resource for you that maybe you can use as a bookmark over the, the course of the series just to... Sort of check in and see um, where we're up to any given week on this little journey, and, and yeah, just trying to keep um, assisting you with, with with finding your bearings in the argument. Um, it begins, as you would imagine, in chapter one. Um, Paul introduces himself. Um, he starts off talking about the gospel of God, which is one of the big themes. Um, he defines what the gospel is as being it's about Jesus and about his resurrection from the dead. Uh, He kind of greets them and says, Hey, I'm very keen to come and visit you. That's sort of the second little chunk of chapter 1 from verses 8 through to uh, about 13. Uh, And then in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, we get this um, sort of summary thesis of of the whole book. We we talked about this a little bit in the last episode.
0: Key verses, aren't they, mate? Key verses. You got it there, Mike, 16 and 17. Yeah, I'd love to read it. Uh, It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also for the Greek. For in it, God's righteousness is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. That's worth uh, highlighting, underlining in your Bible if you... (laughs) Memorize those verses. Memorize. yeah, that,
1: that is sort of the heartbeat um, of of the book of Romans. It is about the gospel and the, the 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 good news that is contained within the gospel, which is that in this powerful message there is a righteousness that comes from God uh, and uh, can come to everyone and bring salvation. Um, and it is by faith from beginning to end, um, completely by faith and. Uh, yeah, that's just a key summary. And at one level, you could stop there and say, there you go, there's your
0: orientation to Romans. That's what it's all about. And in one sense, it'd be a nice place to stop because actually what comes next isn't so <laughs> positive. Is that right? That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and what we've got, and, and this
1: is good to, to notice, is that from chapter 1, verse 18, right through to chapter 3, verse 20, um, there, there is uh, uh, an extended sort of subsection of the letter where Paul is trying to show you just how big a problem you have because you're a human sinner. Mm. Um, And so just after he says he's, he's thrilled about the gospel because God's righteousness is revealed... He then changes tack in chapter one verse eighteen and says, "Actually, before we get there, you need to know that the wrath of God is being revealed as well against unrighteousness, against yeah. unrighteousness. Yeah, That's right. exactly right, uh, against godlessness and wickedness. Um, and it's interesting. He 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 does hint at the future judgment of God through this passage that God is going to has set a day where He would judge the living and the dead, but actually it's present tense. The wrath of God is right now being revealed." Mm. Even as we live before the final judgment. Mm. And there's this little repeated phrase, you you pick it up, um, 124, um, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts. Then in 126, God gave them over to shameful lusts. And then 128, Uh, because they didn't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, God gave them over. Um, That that it begins with God. Part of the reason the world we inhabit right now is so awful to live in is because God is giving humanity over to their own sinful desires and that is part of his judgment on them um, and and, and on the world. And it starts at this place of darkness that, that God. this is
0: part of God's judgment on us. That the world is as it is. So this is obviously important stuff because he gives almost what three chapters to it or two chapters, um, establishing this as part of the argument that that's right that we are unrighteous. Yep, no one is righteous, and therefore God is pouring out His wrath
1: even now. That's right, and it begins with the pouring out of His wrath. And and what he does at the end of this section, where he says God is right now pouring out His wrath, is then there might be some listener goes, that's right, go get them, God, all those baddies out there, all those people who've done the wrong thing, you you go sick of them, God, you know. Um, and it's in chapter two, verse one. He says, you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. And in, he's not letting you get away with thinking that everybody else out there is the bad ones that God needs to go deal with. He's actually saying, actually, you you. Are, part of the problem as well um and he picks up on a, on, a, on a bunch of people here he picks up on moral people he picks up on religious people uh, he focuses particularly on on jewish people and then he focuses on people who might try and obey god's commandments and laws and and at each point you might think well i do this so i'm not going to get judged by god or well, what about this i do this maybe i won't get ju-. every point he's like no you're you're in trouble you're in trouble everyone's in trouble until we get to the kind of climax of that section uh, and it takes us a good chapter and a half Mm. Uh, chapter uh, 3 verse 9 he says what shall we uh, conclude and then chapter 3 verse 10 is there is no one righteous not even one mm. there's no one who seeks God all have turned away they've all become worthless there's no one who does good not even one and so uh, this is the sort of you know, we're going to take a few weeks to work through that um, because we need to we need to hear that clearly Yes. Um, I remember sharing the gospel with someone once, um, and I wanted to tell them about Jesus. And um, but I had this sense that they they really wanted to know who Jesus was, but they didn't quite believe that they were that they that there was a real problem. Mm. They, they they knew there was something in their life they didn't have, and they wanted God, but they weren't quite at the point of of uh, of saying that they were a sinner. And so I had to try and reason it through with them, and I was like, so do you think you've got anything to offer? And they're like, yeah. Well, what about this? And I'd say, and we. It through and i say well, well. we'd read Romans and at the end of the conversation they were like yeah okay um, yep yeah, you're right I'm a sinner what do I do and I'd say well let's catch up next week and let's talk about that and then I'd come back that week and I'd say well, let's, what did we talk about last week and we'd talk about God a little bit and then I'd say and where did we conclude well I've got this hole in my life where I need God and, I, and I'd try to go well what about the whole sin problem thing and they wouldn't and, and that person never ultimately came to Christ um, because they could never Really, come to the point of accepting that they they fit that description in chapter three. That there is no one righteous. They they kept. You almost get them there in the conversation, and then they'd go away and come back and think they had something to offer God. Yeah. And uh, and that's what we need to hear is that
0: there is no one, even you, <laughs> who is righteous. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're thinking argument of chapters 1 to 4. We've got the introduction. We've got 1, 16 and 17, mm-hmm. the theme of the letter. We've got 1, 18 through to about 3, 20. Mm. Um, God's wrath is being revealed against our unrighteousness and, and every no one is righteous. We are all unrighteous. Mm. Um, okay, what's the next big chunk in the argument, Sam?
1: Yeah, well, you feel pretty bleak by that point in sort of mid-chapter 3. Um, you just feel like, I thought this was supposed to be good news Uh, this feels like a a sort of bad trip to the dentist where I'm just, it's just all pain and bad and bleak. Um, (laughs) But it's on that bleak backdrop um, that the good news comes. And and it's really, you can't appreciate Jesus until you've got to that point. Mm. Um, And sort of the first mini peak of the argument is chapter 3, verse 21, um, where Paul writes, but now, apart from the law... Uh, The righteousness of God has been made known. And this is that, remember, in the second episode, we're talking about the different kinds of righteousness. This is that kind of declaration of you being righteous in the law court, even though you don't deserve it. Um, And and it's a righteousness to which the law and the prophets testify. And then this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus to all who believe. Um, And and then if you you skip down to... uh, the verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that comes by Jesus Christ. And so it's this idea that um, Jesus uh, comes as as the, uh, the redeemer, as the, verse 25, the sacrifice of atonement uh, the one who pays the penalty for your sin, takes the punishment that your sin deserves and then gives you the righteousness that he deserves. It's, it's a Luther called this the great exchange. Um, he swaps places with you and takes your punishment and gives you his righteousness, um, and the the guilty is punished, and the sorry the 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 guilty goes free while the innocent is punished, and uh, that's sort of peak number one. Um, the, the the good news after the bad.
0: So as we're trudging through chapters 1, 2, and 3, hang in there, that's we'll get exactly to the top right. of the mountain, and the view from the top of the mountain is glorious, it's Jesus. That's exactly right, and
1: it's going to take us three weeks to get from 118 yep. to 320, that's going to take us a bit of work, um, yep. and, it, and it'll feel, it may feel like hard going up the mountain, but that's part of mountain climbing, isn't it? It's, yep. it's hard work along the way, but once you get to that summit, you look out and you think that is a beautiful view. Yeah so keep that in mind as, as we go
0: okay this is really helpful um, introduction 116 17 uh, 118 to kind of 320 and then the but now of yep. 321 and it's all about Jesus and that's awesome Yep. um we, we could stop there uh, but, mm. but chapter four talks about Abraham like hang on how does he fit in? yeah
1: that that's it so uh, chapter four takes a little bit of a it's not a Offline of the argument but it, it explores and this is one of the things that Paul will do throughout the, the letter to the Romans is he will explore what he's just said from the perspective of a Jewish person um, because he knows that in Rome there are a bunch of Jewish people as there are everywhere that he goes to preach um, in his ministry but Often the Jews will say to him, but hey, no, 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 whoa, 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 the Old Testament and the, the, the law and Abraham, and you can't be doing nothing. That was the whole law. Here's a whole bunch of commands to keep. And, and what Paul wants to do in chapter 4 is having established that, that you can be made righteous apart from the law and apart from your own good works, through faith in Jesus, he wants to check: is that in contradiction to what God said in the Old Testament? Is that objection right, um, or in fact, was the Old Testament always pointing to the fact that this would come? And so he goes on this sort of um, exploration. It's sort of like a little trail around the side of the mountain for a bit <laughs> um, to say: what, what did Abraham discover in this? Let's let's go have a little bit of a look around the corner and see what did I, did Abraham come to a different conclusion to me, or did he come to the same conclusion? He takes us back. Right back to where we were with uh, Genesis. Yeah, um, 12 to 25. 12 to 25. And what did Abraham discover? And in fact, Paul's conclusion is Abraham also discovered that righteousness came through trusting God. And um, he quotes Genesis fifteen six, 6, where um, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he explores that in quite a bit of depth um, and says, actually, um, the works of the law came later. But faith in God came comes first, and so it was in the Old Testament, so it is in the New.
0: Ah uh, that's really helpful. Romans is one wonderful but big mountain to climb. yeah, and uh, the best way to climb it is to just, just to keep thinking, the argument and where we've come from and how it builds and builds and builds and builds. Yep. And uh, sometimes it's going to be a, a, a little bit hard work, tr- trudging through the mud. Other times we're going to hit these kind of lookout points and just see a, an amazing view. Um, uh, Sam, thank you for giving us this this uh, this kind of little summary. Yeah,
1: and this is only one to four. Don't forget, we, we yeah, <laughs> next year we come back and do five to eight, then we'll do nine to eleven, then we'll do twelve to the end. Um, yeah
0: and so to keep some of the argument in our minds um, we've given you this podcast we're going to try and do some other little resources that's it Um, maybe even some little diagrams or pictures to help us Um, maybe if you've got some ideas of how we can help keep the big argument uh, in the front of our minds we'd love to hear from you you got it Um, but again we're just trying to but give you guys as many tools as you can, as we can, to help you to read Romans for yourself and discover uh, the great journey up the mountain that Romans is. It's going to be a good journey.
1: Um, yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: So thanks for listening in, guys. Hope you have a great week. That's been the extras for this week. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. See you guys. See you later. Bye.